Why did I cut that off? Hello, everybody. This is Rick Manning. Hold on. Hello, everybody. This is Rick Manning, President of Americans for Women. I'm sorry, we had a little glitch there. Um, it happens. Uh, it's one of those fun things about these uh, little internet things. We tried to play our promo up front, and uh, somehow I knocked us out of the promo. Um, something's come up that's uh, pretty strange. It's, it deals with the World Economic Forum and uh, features uh, our FBI director, uh, Christopher Ray. One wonders why Christopher Ray is uh, speaking to the World Economic Forum in any instance, since it's the head of it, Klaus Schwab, has said that China is the model that they are pursuing at the World Economic Forum um, as counter to the United States. So China, the, the, or, the police state government that harvests organs of its citizens and sells them to the highest bidder, probably the World Economic Forum attendees, um, and uh, oppresses its religious minorities, oppresses uh, any, the middle class there, whatever middle class exists, and is effectively nothing more than a totalitarian state that's managed to uh, put its hooks into some uh, multinational entities based on slave labor and the available cheap slave labor. And it's a, and so, but World Economic Forum says they're the good guys. So here's what our FBI directors, short, but I just want you to see what our FBI directors said to them. The, uh, the sophistication the, uh, of the sophistication private sector is, is improving and, is, is and improving important, and the level particularly important the level of collaboration between the private sector and the government, especially the FBI, has, especially I, think, the FBI has uh, I think, made significant strides. Uh, made significant strides. Okay, I hope you could hear that. He was, Ray was saying that it was uh, that they had important collaboration between the federal government and uh, tech. Tech, the tech community as they become more sophisticated and uh, the tech community and the relationship with the, between the FBI and the tech community has made great strides. Well, yeah, we knew that. We, we knew that they had been collaborating. Thank you for affirming that, uh, FBI Director Ray. Um, the collaboration has been in spying on its citizens. It's been on trying to uh, to ban speech, censor speech. And I guess if your idea is to be um, trying to emulate a Chinese form of government, then implementing some systems that censor speech would make a heck of a lot of sense because that's what the Chinese do. Um, it's not American. It's not Western European in any way, shape, or form in terms of philosophy. has no basis in Christian ethos or Judeo-Christian ethos for that matter. But, is, but, you know, I, I guess uh, Christopher Ray's getting his Zen on and going off and, uh, and saying, hey, you know, we're, can't we all just get along if we could just merge uh, government with, uh, with the private sector to oppress the people? What a perfect governance tool we will have because governance is not, is not just uh, a lot being a system that calls balls and strikes in a fair way. Um, governance in this instance is a system that tells you what to do in every aspect of your life. And they have to know what you're doing in every aspect of your life to be able to monitor it, to be able to shut it down. And I didn't used to, three years ago, if you'd said I was going to come say this, I would have told you you're nuts. Um, but this is what we're seeing. This is what we're seeing. And the World Economic Forum is leading the charge. When you ask who's, you know, who's behind a lot of the craziness going on. 
Well, it's the World Economic Forum is behind it. And many, and many, many, many uh, corporate CEOs. Um, we have just the meeting in Davos just ended. And we had uh, board members, or, I mean, cabinet members from the Biden administration go. Uh, Christopher Wray, you know, uh, we had uh, the Secretary of Labor go. I think, I think Secretary of Commerce went also. Um, when I was uh, working for the Department of Labor under George W. Bush, Secretary of Labor went at least once in the, in the time I was there. I'm not sure if she went uh, multiple times, but I know she went at least once. So this is a common stopping ground for high-level public officials, for CEOs, and for, uh, for others who are intent on remolding the world. So let's take a look at what the World Economic Forum, actually what they're what their actual mission statement says, okay? This is off the World Economic Forum website under our mission. The World Economic Forum, I'm just going to read it because, and I'll comment in as we go. The World Economic Forum is the international organization for public-private cooperation. The forum engages the foremost political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global, global regional, and industry ag agendas. Ah. It was established in 1971 as a not-for-profit foundation and is headquartered in Geneva, Switzerland. It is independent, impartial, and not tied to any special interest. Well, who's paying for it then? Because they, they've got a staff, so they've got nice headquarters, so somebody's paying for it. And whoever's paying for it under the definition is the special interest. The forum strives in all its efforts to demonstrate entrepreneurship in the global public interest. Okay, so they are self they're self-appointed organization to demonstrate to trying to lead the world in terms of creating entrepreneurship in the global uh, public interest while upholding the highest standards of governance. Moral and intellectual integrity is at the heart of everything it does. Yeah, right. Um, next paragraph is the key one. Our activities are shaped by a unique institutional culture founded on the stakeholder theory. Now listen to this, which asserts that an organization is accountable to all parts of society. The institutional care. Now, let's just take a look at that because a lot of there's this thing that they're pushing called stakeholder capitalism. Okay, and it's not capitalism at all. Stakeholder capitalism is that the that a corporation, a multinational like uh, oil company, they're not just responsible to their shareholders. They're not just responsible to their employees. They're responsible to the entirety of the world. The entirety of the world, and so they, so these companies then reach out for stakeholders. The stakeholders are invariably people who want to tell them that their business is evil and they're and they shouldn't be actually in case of an, a C Chevron or Exxon Mobil that their business is evil, their their objectives are e evil, and they should get out of the oil and fossil fuels industry because it's bad for the world. This World Economic Forum is one of the leaders in trying to push the global warming garbage down our throats. I'm sorry, climate change um, garbage down our throats. And it is a and it is one of the places where you're seeing through this stakeholder capitalism, the push to have boards of directors not care about what's in the shareholder interest, not care about the corporate profit, but instead care more about um, whether or not you know the they're creating equity and and uh, and all that kind of stuff, and you know as and if they want to be a nonprofit and do that, that's their business. 
Lots of nonprofits do just that. Americans for Limited Government is a nonprofit. We happen to be a nonprofit that advocates for to allow people to make money and allow them to uh, to support a capitalist ideal, not a stakeholder capitalist ideal, which is nothing more than having the government tell the stakeholders, tell the corporations what to do, and have the corporations then enforce what the government what the government's edicts are. So if that sounds familiar to you, it should, because what we have now through the email or through the uh, Twitter releases, Twitter, uh, various emails from Twitter, what we have is exactly stakeholder capitalism. You have the FBI directly telling Twitter that they want certain words canceled. They want certain stories you know, pushed down. You can't learn about a Hunter Biden laptop from the, the FBI says, no, 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 that's, that's misinformation, disinformation, uh, malinformation. We also know that the Home Department of Homeland Security, um, that fine institution um, that won't enforce the border laws, is in fact playing point guard with the various intelligence agencies in terms of pressuring those same social media companies on a wide variety of topics um, designed to control the information flows to American citizens and manipulate Americans um, politically politically manipulate Americans. There's no, no two ways about it. To shove an agenda down Americans' throat, Americans' throat, whether, and they won't even know it's being thrown, shoved down their throat because they won't, know, they won't know anything else. It's like if you watch the MSNBC all the time, it's not your fault, you're ignorant, except for you stupidly only watch MSNBC. It's a, so what you've got is we've got the FBI director, Christopher Wray, talking to a group who advocates that everybody is, every, that they're responsible to everybody but, the, in, a, in a capitalist system, everybody but the people who are, giving, who are giving them money. He's working with social media companies who are, who are pretty far left in terms of their employees, telling them it's for the greater good that you squelch certain speech. After all, we know that Donald Trump used Twitter to get elected in 2016, we can't have that happen again. And these guys, and Christopher Ray wants to tell us with a straight face that we have an honest FBI. He wants to tell us with a straight face, it's not an FBI controlled by, by this World Economic Forum agenda. It's not an FBI that's, that has an equal, that looks at uh, justice and has a blindfold on. No, it's an FBI who's determined to push for the changes that are pushed forward by the World Economic Forum. Because in that short little clip, he encapsulated the stakeholder capitalism. He encapsulated it. He says, we're working closely with these tech companies and you know, it's, and how wonderful that is. And we're finding that they're very good partners and doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they're really good partners in making certain that certain videos don't get out. They're very good partners, make sure that we don't really learn alternatives about, about the coronavirus. We're, we're only given the, the well, consistently wrong ideas of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Um, you know, we don't, you know, this is a, we're not allowed to, to make our own choices. We're not able to discern what's true or not because we're only allowed to get certain information. Folks, this is problem. It's a big problem. And you know, what's a big, what else is a big problem? And it's, it's really just, you know, it's pretty straightforward. I, I'm just going to go and punch this one up. You know, you know, this headline, Twitter files prove America headed for totalitarian state territory, expert warns. 
Well, you know, it's, that's, you know, I'm sure there's some expert here more than that. Okay, some guy named Matthew Peterson, the co-founder of New Founding. But, okay, I don't really care about experts warning it. I think any one of us know this. When we have an FBI director who says he doesn't know who Antifa is, doesn't recognize Antifa. This was right after they were they were burning things down and attacking federal buildings. But somehow the FBI director was completely unaware of them when he testified before Congress. But is spending his time, energy, and effort mod trying to moderate speech, trying to stop speech from conservatives. Well, you know, I don't care how well coiffed his hair is. The guy needs to be thrown out on his ear. And yet, here's what, here's what the Republicans did in, uh, we don't have the headline. Let's get the headline in here. Here's what happened in the in the funding bill that passed into, right before Christmas of last year, about three, four weeks ago. The Senate Republicans signed off, and, and the House, only a few House Republicans voted for this, but the Senate Republicans signed off on it, and 13, 14 of them voted for it. They gave the FBI a raise. They gave them massive new funding. Massive new funding. And this was after the Twitter files had started being released. They knew what the FBI was doing in terms of squelching speech. And yet the Republicans signed off on a massive raise, a massive amount of money, new money for the FBI. You'd think they'd say, gee whiz, you're, you know, you're violating your most basic sacred duties. We're going to punish you. We're going to cut your budget by 10%. We're going to cut the budget of people on the seventh floor of the FBI building, which is the executive, build, uh, executive floor. But no, not that. That didn't happen. Now, what happened was the Republicans and Democrats came together and said, let's give the FBI a big raise. You're doing a heck of a job, guys. We got to stop this. We've got to educate these Republicans. that There's no way in heck they can, that this should ever happen again. And in future budgets, future spending bills, the FBI has to be brought to heel. And hopefully through the Jim Jordan hearings out of the House, um, we'll be seeing some more examples of FBI abuses and the edu and members will become educated and will, in fact, realize that Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. doesn't work there anymore. Remember, most of the senators are relatively old. And so when they think about the FBI, it's very possible they, they, they equate it back to the old show, the FBI, starring F Ephraim Jim Zimbalist Jr. And, you know, because that was kind of the, you know, they were the guys who took down Al Capone and they did all that kind of stuff. And you sit there and you go. Uh, and they fought the the war against all the gangsters, and they're they're featured in terms of when there's a kidnapping, they come in and help people, and all the all the good stuff the FBI does. But that's not what they refund, what they funded. They gave more money to do counterintelligence against the American people. That's the truth, and that's what happened on a bipartisan basis in December, and that's why Americans. Need to tell you can't depend on if your person is a Republican, if your congressman, your senator is a Republican, that they're going to get it right. You have to tell, you have to contact them, you have to be all over them and say, enough is enough. The FBI needs to be brought to heel. And if they did vote, if your Republican senator did vote for that funding increase, which increased the FBI's funding dramatically, well, they should be asked to explain it. It's a fair thing to do. Ask your member of Congress, ask your senator to explain it. 
If they voted for it, they need to explain it because there's really no excuse. There's no excuse. These things are negotiated. The Republicans, Democrats needed 10 Republicans to pass that bill in the Senate. And the Republicans somehow didn't manage to negotiate out to get a bunch of money that was designated for the FBI as an attaboy for going ahead and doing exactly what we're talking about in terms of squelching speech on the internet, doing exactly that and praising them and giving them more money to do, do more of the same. You know, words and speeches are interesting. Money's relevant. And when the government gives the FBI a ton more money and then wags their finger at them, said, no, 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 don't do that again. You know, who, what are you going to believe if you're the FBI? Well, guess what? The only thing you can believe, the only thing you can believe is that Congress is winking, winking at them, said, go ahead, we like what you're doing. So if your members voted for this, you know, I, if they voted for the if they voted for the funding bill in, in December, on December 23rd, December 24th, it passed um, at the end, right before Christmas, then they need to explain why they voted to give the FBI more money in spite of the evidence that they have been abusive, at best abusive. Um, let's talk about as we move on onto this, because I always want to talk about something that can be done and, and the opportunities. And the opportunities on this are relatively simple. The opportunities are we have a um, we, we're going to have a number of appropriations bills, including the Commerce, Justice, and Science uh, appropriations bill. Um, and those appropriations bills will be working their way through House Appropriations Committee and through the um, and onto the floor and with them and there'll be amendments and we're going to be able to to push for amendments that'll cut the fbi spending that will cut out the all the uh, specific things that they're doing we'll be able to reach we'll be able to reach in and say gee we don't like that the dc bureau of prisons or dc jail is basically become a gulag for people who are accused of parading in the Capitol on January 6th, two years ago, two years ago. And those people who've been in that jail have been subjected to outrageous conditions. And it's a, and it's a conditions that you wouldn't believe could happen in America. If those conditions were occurred in Guantanamo Bay, every civil rights organization in the world We'll be jumping up and down about it. But no, they're happening in the DC jail. You know, has you know who has direct authority over the DC jail? The US Congress. And the US Congress can say, I don't like what you're doing. And when the bu budget comes up for Department of Justice and under prisons, when it comes up, they can say, you know, the head of the of the DC jail has been abusing the, the people there has allowed this abuse to occur, has stopped people, congressmen from going in and actually reviewing what the situation is, has been obnoxious and has basically given the finger to Congress. We're going to zero out that person's salary. They can do that. In the House of Representatives, they can do that. Democrats don't like it. So the Republicans in the Senate are really not going to like it. But the fact of the matter is we can hold public bureaucrats accountable for abuse. 
And that's just one of the things that we, America's for Limited Government, is going to be encouraging people to help out on by getting involved and contacting your legislators. Um, pay, stay tuned. If you, by the way, if you're not, if you're not uh, subscribed, please go to getliberty.org, getliberty.org, and subscribe to our uh, to our website. Um, what you'll get is you'll get a lot of. Uh, I'm going to put it up here. Um, you, what you'll get there, if you subscribe, it's free. You're going to get five days a week, really good articles. You're going to get cartoons by Anthony, by Tony Bronco. You're going to get a lot of good commentary that we put together on a wide range of subjects. And you're going to be, and you're going to get emails once a week that, that at least once a week that are going to say, Hey, this is important. This is happening in Congress. And we need you to jump in and let your congressman know what's going on. Let your senator know what's going on. Let your state legislator know what's going on. Um, so you're going to receive those kind of alerts. And so you'll be able to take action and be able to be informed and take action and get involved in a way that you can't get involved otherwise. And that's, and it's free. None of that stuff costs any money. Um, cost me money, but it doesn't cost you money. And but we do it because ultimately the biggest partner we have is you. I can go up on Capitol Hill and say whatever I want, but I don't have a pack. I can't read. I can't make the do the money stuff that, they, that a lot of people do. What I can do is I can inform you, and you can let those your members know that it matters. And that's why we do this. And because we're in a fight for freedom together. This isn't. You know, this is, if this was a one-man mission, I'd close up shop because it'd be futile. What this is, is a, we're an organization with people dedicated to preserving liter liberty in this country. And those of you who are part of this, those of you who are paying attention to this, those of you who are on, the, on this video, you're a part of that. But the video's hit and miss whether you get it. You're going to get the email every single day. So go to getliberty.org, uh, get the email so you're so you're up to date on whatever's going on. Um, what's more, um, sharing is incredibly important with this. Um, this is social media is all about sharing. It's all about getting uh, eyeballs on the on the target that weren't otherwise wouldn't otherwise see it, and and that's just and if we have to grow our numbers, and in growing our numbers. That's a that's one of the things that you can do. You know, there's a million supporters of limited government out in the out in the world. Um, millions of them. I don't know who they are, but they're in your in your email uh, contact list. They're on your friend list on uh, on Facebook, on your friend list on Twitter. They're on. So you have access to a lot of people who I don't have access to. So. Invite them to invite them to to join the cause, uh, share with them content that you like. If you aren't following us on Facebook, please follow us on Facebook. We've got about three hundred thousand people following us on Facebook. We have a pro, we have a little over a hundred thousand email of subscribers to the website, um, and so that get our daily distribution. So we can pack a punch, but the truth is, to really pack a punch, we need you to share. We need to grow this thing. And we've been growing pretty rapidly. We've gone from 121 last year, 121,000 on Facebook to 300,000. We've got, we've doubled our size on, in terms of subscribers. Once again, the subscription is free. Um, and we're going to continue to do that. We're looking at 2023 as being an opportunity to uh, grow the Facebook list 
probably three times to over a million. Um, and the and hopefully the subscriber list uh, to 150 to 200,000 going into 2024, where we're going to blow the doors off this thing and double everything, double everything. Um, and, and so we will be focused right in time for the election to be have as many people as you can imagine. So many people you can't imagine how many people all mobilized, all focused, and we're putting together programs in states to actually give you something to do to make a difference in this in this upcoming election. So we're going to fight the legislative battles now, and we're going to win some. And we're going to fight the political battles, and we're going to win those when we're going to win those. But we can't do it without your help. So, um, you know, there's there will always be some, obviously there's appeals for money because, occasionally because, quite honestly, um, this thing costs money. Um, but the truth is you don't get any more bang for the buck than with Americans for Limited Government because we have almost negligible overhead. Our, our money goes to, we have staff. We put out, we put out a newsletter every day um, with unique articles and we're on the Hill. We are engaged with various, uh, various congressional offices and we're putting together a grassroots organization across the nation through that we've been working on for three years now. And we have a system that we know will work and we are, and we it has worked. It, it worked in Virginia two years ago. It and we it was too it was underfunded. So consequently, we're spread too thin and we're underfunded. Um, but we had effect in the in the elections that just occurred in 2022. We know how to win this thing. We just need you to join join in and help us out. And with that, I'm going to uh, just take some comments here and see what we got. Um, Judy, uh, I don't want to kind of be handed over to hate humans. They're insane. Yeah, I, I would encourage people to go to the World Economic Forum website. Just watch what they're doing. And you might even uh, click in uh, the name Klaus Schwab, who Klaus Schwab, who is the head of um, the World Economic Forum. And I, I would just, you know, don't hit images because your eyes will burn out. But just know uh, it's... This is craziness. And the only reason that it, anybody cares about it is because important people go. And it's time for us to start telling important people in our political system that there's no excuse for them going and collaborating with those who seek to destroy our country. I think that's a pretty clear message and it's true. And it's something I'm gonna be delivering as I talk to people. Some people I know are, and are pretty close to their staff uh, you know, attend, have attended, and I'm going to just say, what are you doing? Uh, so I'm going to take this as one of the issues that matter. Um, follow the Constitutional Republic. Well, that's certainly what they're trying to do. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to show you something. I have this behind my desk. You've probably seen the back of it, but I'm going to show you what it says, okay? So in life, you take risks. In life, we, we fight for what's important. In life, we're called to, you, you either can live passively or you can live dangerously. Our republic has always been in, in danger. 
it's a danger from different things now, but it's always been in danger. It's always, you know, one Hitler away. Um, it's always been, you know, subject to uh, a lot of different challenges. I think we're we're serious. We're seeking seeing more serious challenges now. I think fundamentally we have a, a difference of opinion in our own country about whether or not the United States is a viable entity, whether it has a moral a moral a moral reason to exist. But we've got to fight that battle, and God willing, we'll win that battle. But we have to fight it, and that's a you know that's kind of. You know, we're all called to do the thing that in the place we're at. Well, that's the place we're at. That's what we've been called to do. So, yeah, it, it could be the fall of the Constitutional Republic. But I also, you'll note, have Captain America behind me over here. Well, it's because sometimes, and while you may feel lonely doing it, one person can make a huge difference. And we just make a difference in our own world. Make the difference in your own world. And... If enough people are making that difference in terms of fighting this battle in their own world, explaining it to the young people, letting them know why America is ne is necessary as the greatest nation in the history of the world, and why capitalism led the the most the most economic equity of any economic system ever, and made more people wealthier than ever in the history of the world. And I'm not talking top end wealth; I'm talking middle class wealth. Middle class doesn't exist in totalitarian states. It doesn't. They, you know, they, you cannot have po political freedom and economic freedom are inextricably intertwined. They are they are peanut butter and jelly. You can't do well. You could do peanut butter and jelly separate, but you can't do one without the other in terms of uh, in terms of uh, um, the way human humanity works because. Your wealth, if your wealth is tied to the to the government, it's not your wealth, and it can be taken away, and hence you are a slave to the government. It's only you get rid of slavery to the government through free systems that allow you to control your own goods, make your own decisions, rise or fall based on those decisions, but to be not be be someone who is sitting there dependent upon the government for um, for their daily bread, and that is that's the choice that we're having. So it's worth fighting. Our side's worth fighting for because it ultimately it's it's freedom. And uh, I should have had the close here of uh, having Mel Gibson screaming in his blue face, freedom. But nonetheless, um, why do we keep JB? Why do we keep uh, Ray on his? Uh, oh, I'll, well, let me tell you. I'll answer this in two ways. First of all. Uh, Ray is doing exactly what Joe Biden wants um, in terms of Trump being a tr terrible judge of character. I don't know if he's a terrible judge of character. I think he didn't know who to appoint and he got told by people he trusted and they appointed somebody who was just, you know, one of the you know, standard operatives in the FBI bureaucrat guy who looked good in his suit and testified before committee a lot. So they knew him and they said, oh yeah, yeah, put this guy in. And so, you know, I think there's a reason to, it's reasonable to say that Donald Trump surrounded himself with um, a group of people who he, he learned he couldn't trust over time, but he made horrific error in, in a lot of the initial choices he made. And he, and he relied on people like um, Reince Priebus, the RNC chair, to help him make those choices. 
And so people who supported Trump couldn't get a job in the administration. People who hated Trump could. That was what happened. That's the reality. And I was in a meeting with President Trump very directly where we had that conversation about two and a half years into the, we kept having it, but this meeting we having about two, two and a half years in. And it was very, very direct and it got leaked in, in a bad way to the New York Times by somebody who was in the room, who was in the White House staff and attempted to discredit a bunch of us. And the fact of the matter is eventually the person who was responsible for a lot of the problems ended up uh, getting an opportunity to find another job. But bottom line is, yeah, he, he appointed some people who weren't that great. Um, I will tell you the reason that he wouldn't fire um, wouldn't fire Christopher Ray is because when he fired Jim Comey, what it got him was the Mueller investigation because the DOJ said, Oh, you can't fire an FBI director. Consequently, you must be hiding something. So consequently, we're going to we're going to put sick a special counsel on you. So if you if you get kicked in the teeth when you fire an FBI director, chances are you're not that anxious to fire another one. Um, FBI has been captured. Yes, it has. Um, it's up to us to uncapture it. Um, but you know, once they, like I said, Republicans going ahead and uh, particularly Senate Republicans going ahead and giving the FBI more money certainly wasn't a very strong sign that uh, uh, there wasn't bipartisan support for exactly what they were doing. Um, you know, you can blame uh, the senior senator from Kentucky for that, along with the uh, retired senator from Alabama, um, uh, Richard Shelby. And lastly, Senator Republicans are spineless. You know, Tom, I hope so. I, I hope so. Because if they're spineless, that means if enough people in their state are hitting them over the head with the truth and saying and going and going after them to stand on principle. Enough people in the state do that and they're spineless, they will go our way. The ones I worry about who have a spine and are against us, those are the ones I worry about. The ones who believe in, who just flat don't believe in what we believe and have been lying to people to get elected every six years while believing something exactly counter to that. Those are the ones I worry about. Um, because truthfully, a spineless politician is a malleable politician. A spineless politician is something you can get, you can accomplish stuff with because they're going to put their finger, lick their finger, stick it in the air, and they're going to see which way the wind's blowing. And if we have the wind blowing in the direction of freedom, they will follow that direction. They are not leaders, they're followers. And they want, and you are the people they want to follow. So, but there has to be enough of you to make this difference. There has to be enough of you to beat them up every day, reminding them about who they work for and why it's important to fight for freedom and on specific legislation that they ought to be either co-sponsoring or pushing or putting through committee or causing there to be hearings about. You have to give them that input because they are followers. The spineless ones are followers. And the question is, who are they going to follow? And our job is to make it so they follow you. And that's what we try to do every day. And with that, share, share, share. We really appreciate all you do. Um, have a great weekend. And we will be back with you on Monday for, with our next installment. Don't know what we're going to talk about. Something on the weekend will happen. And it will be crazy. So we will talk about whatever that is on Monday. Have a great weekend, folks. Take care.